This week on The Square Wolves, Brett and I head back to Woodsboro to discuss Scream 4. Werewolves. I'm Brett. I'm David. David. Yes, Brett. How are you, my friend? I'm doing all right. Well, that makes one of us. That <laughs> oh, yeah? makes one of us, you fucker. Um, we are recording this actually off cycle. Uh, this is a first for us. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Yeah, it's a midweek. It's, it's hump a midweek day. recording. It's hump day. Yeah. And uh, not that this has anything to do with me being in a bad mood. I'm just in a bad mood because I'm in a fucking bad mood. Oh, shit. And it's gonna be some a, shit happened. A dark episode. And I, I wrote down a list of things I fucking hate. <laughs> what happened to your New Year's resolution? Well, like, fuck that. I also wrote down a list of things I love oh. so I can kind of combat the things that I hate. Okay. Okay? So I'm just going to start with the things I fucking hate. Do and it. then I'll close with things I love because then it'll be like... Then I'll calm down, and then we can get into reviewing Serenity the movie. Exactly. And you, not that you're the cause of this, but you have some input in on one of these fucking things that I okay, hate. Okay, I think I, I think I know where this is going. I understand that this is like first world problems, okay? So I don't need anybody commenting out there like, oh, your convention didn't have the person that you wanted to sign your fucking mm, poster. Poor baby. Meanwhile, I know 41,000 fucking people have died in Syria or Turkey or whatever the fuck, yeah, the, yeah. The, the earthquake. earthquake. I know there's a war going on in Ukraine. I know that there's poverty. I know that there's racism. I know that there's all this fucking shit going on in the world, okay? Right. I'm just telling you my truth. Right now, this second, I hate all on that a Wednesday. stuff. <laughs> on a Wednesday. I hate all that stuff, too, more than I hate anything that I'm about ready to say i hate that people die i hate that people get sick i hate that people are poor but i also fucking hate conventions that go to great lengths to announce guests on their fucking social media oh so and so is going to be at our show so and so is going to be at our show da, 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 da. and then when that person has to cancel and i understand people have to cancel and i don't care that they have to cancel i don't hate that yeah these are real people with lives and most of them have jobs like acting yeah. jobs things come up yeah life, yeah, life that's happens they got to cancel sometimes no big deal. I want them to cancel because that means they're getting more work and they're doing more stuff. That's great for them. But when they do cancel, do the right thing and announce to the world that this person is no longer going to be at this show. Testify. Yes. 100%. Yes. And I, I, I don't know if you want me to go into specifics on this. It doesn't or matter. Or if you want to go into specifics. Sure. Why not? There's a convention that... Um, if you listen to a previous episode, I've actually already gone to it. I haven't yet. Um, I'm leaving in a couple of days uh, to go to Las Vegas uh, for Days of the Dead, uh, where Rose McGowan was kind of the headliner and was mm-hmm. featured 
very prominently on all their advertising, uh, on their social media, front and center, on their banner, all that stuff. Well, Rose had to cancel. It happens. And how I found out was I just happened to be on their website scrolling and noticed that her picture moved, like in the the guest list. She got moved all the way down to the bottom where they have all the canceled people. And I was like, ah, Mm -hmm. shit. So then I go over to the social media and I was like, that's weird. They haven't said anything about it. So did she cancel? And then meanwhile, they're posting updates about other people that are now coming to the show. And it's like, hey, you going to say anything about Rose McGowan? Crickets. Um, and then people were replying to me and were like, Rose McGowan canceled? And I was like, yeah. yeah. Nobody knew. And they're like, how because do you know? Because not everybody, not yeah. everybody obsessively checks the fucking website like David does. Exactly. And people were sending me DMs, like asking me, like, are you an insider? Like, do you know her? Like, how do you know this is happening? I'm like, it's on their website. They just haven't, they've made a conscious decision to not say anything about it on social media, which is pretty fucked up. And then but I then got. What even, did they do, David? What did they do? <laughs> they replied to one of my comments saying, "Did we not handle this right?" Yeah, they were like, "Oh, did we not cancel her correctly?" Yeah. So I started typing up the world's snarkiest uh, answer, and it was pretty good. Um, and then I stopped. I was like, "You know what? I don't know about putting you on blast uh, on your own Facebook page is going to be constructive. I'm going to I'm going to send you a DM with my thoughts." So I did that. So last night I sent them pretty good uh, message message of here's how why i think you handled it incorrectly here's what i think you should have done and if i were you these are the things i would do as a result of it you can take you know the advice or leave it but uh no you did not handle it uh uh, correctly at all yeah and did they respond not yet as of right now they have not i sent that last night but rose mcgowan is still on their banner like front and center yeah so yep exactly and she's not going to be there nope And I'm not saying, again, I want to preface this. I understand that she has to cancel for work reasons, for health reasons, for whatever reasons. I've gone to plenty of shows where plenty of people. Yeah, the reasons don't even matter. Maybe she doesn't want to go. That's fine, too. Yeah. And yeah, the reason doesn't matter. I've I've gone to shows where it's been like the day before they're like, oh, hey, fucking Richard Masser uh, has COVID. Richard Masser (laughs) has COVID and he can't go. And it's like, oh, fuck. Well, that sucked. Yeah. Get well, buddy. But. What that does, and the reason why I hate it, is because now these Days of the Dead fucks look like they're trying to hide something. They look like they're trying to get one over on the general public. And if people aren't like David or myself, where they go on the website and they're just checking. Now, the reason why we go on the website is because Days of the Dead, they also fucking suck at social media. They suck at social media and they suck at their website. And they'll put people on there that they won't ever announce or they'll announce people and they won't be on their website. So it's kind of like, you're just going on there to like, Oh, I'm going to check this. We have our routine that we check, especially when a show that we're going to is coming up. Yeah. I'm refreshing every day, sometimes more than once. Yeah. Yeah, Because you want to prepare for it because as people that collect stuff and go there to get signatures on stuff that we collect, we want to know what to bring and budget. Like, uh, this is cheap. No. And especially for, for like, like a headliner type person you're like okay well i gotta bring this this and this because i don't know when the next time i'm gonna see her is yeah and you make a good point i even said in my message last night i was like hey i'm not saying that you were trying to like hide it or do anything shady but that's how it appears like from a pr perspective like it doesn't look good it's not a good look you should just own it no and and they're trying to hide it. Yeah, and people they're trying respect to hide it because it. they don't because they want people to still come because they're afraid that if they say it that people aren't going to show up to their fucking stupid show. So fuck them. <laughs> fuck Days of the Dead. They can fucking 
fucking get a fucking wart from a frog. Is that <laughs> on their perineum. Frogs. <laughs> yeah, on their fucking taint. They can, they, can, they can take a fucking toad and shove it up their ass and get warts all over their fucking taint. God damn. Mm, let the hate flow through you, Anakin. What else you got? All right. Well, you know what else I hate, David? Mm. I hate driving. That's the end of that one. That's, that's one. Why can't we travel <laughs> through tubes? I just fucking hate driving. I hate driving so much. I, I go out and I drive. And it's not that I hate the act of driving because I actually quite enjoy driving. And I fancy myself a pretty good driver. You hate drivers? What I hate is other drivers. Yeah. And not even the bad drivers. The bad drivers... They're okay. It's these people, well, they're still bad, but they're trying to be nice. So they'll wave you through when it's like, no, that's not how the fucking law works, okay? You don't just wave me through. You're not a police officer. You're not a fucking traffic <laughs> cop. You're not the one to wave me through. Yeah. I'm at a stop sign. You don't have a stop sign. Yeah, you, you should not you wave me through. You go on your merry little way. Yeah, I understand that you're trying to be nice. So I told my wife, I said, the next time a motherfucker waves me through, I'm flipping them off. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> These people around my town, they want to wave you through, wave you through. Oh, no, you go ahead. You go first. It's like, why? What the fuck is this accomplishing? It's just confusing me <laughs> at this point. You're going to pull out and they're going to T-bone you. Whatever. <laughs> and then they're going to be like, oh, it's his fault. He ran the fucking stop sign. Exactly. It's all a big insurance <sighs> scam. You know what else I hate, David? What else you hate? People that suck. Oh, yeah. That's a given. <laughs> And I don't just mean like, oh, you suck as a person. I hate those people, right? Like Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She sucks as a person. All right. I hate her. Yeah. Garbage humans. Yes. But I hate people that suck. Their lives suck. Okay. Their lives suck. So they go online and they try to be something that they're not. And they try to get attention. And they're like, oh, look at me. I'm online. And they're ruining fucking social media because they go online and they spew their hate and their rhetoric and their bullshit on one end or on the other end they're like oh i'm so fucking cool no you're not nerd you're a fucking <laughs> loser you always will be a loser you always have been a loser don't go online and develop this fucking second life persona all right just be yourself people will like you if you're yourself i know you're a loser but people will like you yeah losers or, or like work losers. on yourself if you don't want to be a loser then be the change as they say i see these people post online on social media on wherever the fuck tiktok you get sucked down these fucking rabbit holes in tiktok i fucking hate tiktok so much I but i love it so anymore. much <laughs> i gotta i gotta delete the app I because i get stuck in, in there i'm i'm on it and i'm just scrolling just doom I'm scrolling like, video, video oh just my getting, god it's getting angrier oh the blood's boiling the blood pressure is going up get the I vein gotta, in the side of the head the temple starts throbbing my vein comes out right here mm. right here in the middle of my forehead i get this fucking vein but it's about ready to burst right now because i'm thinking about it i'm thinking about these assholes who just post their nonsense they're just fucking bullshit and that leads me to my final hate <laughs> okay david i hate assholes who take advantage of people to make a buck or to get a fucking click, or to get a like, or to get a follow, or whatever the hell it is. I hate these assholes. There's these motherfuckers that have a YouTube channel. And they're somewhat, I guess, quote-unquote popular with the people, with the, with the fans, with the, with the horror crowd. You know, they're the it crowd. And, you know, somebody might listen. They'd be like, oh, Brett, you're just jealous because you're not as popular. No, I'm not. Because guess what? Fuck them. <laughs> I would rather be, I'd rather have nobody listen to my podcast than have them be them and have 8 million people listen to my podcast. Mm. These two fuckers, they go around and 
they what is the word I'm looking for, David? Because I've I've said this diatribe to you. Oh, before. I know what you're talking about exploit. Exploit. Thank you. They go around and they exploit the deaths and or lives of people, real people, mind you. Okay, we're talking not, not. I'm not talking like, oh, here's the filming location for the fucking Goonies, or here's the filming location <laughs> where they made the Burbs. Yeah, you know, I'm not talking about that. Yeah. I'm talking about real. And they do some people. of that too, but yes, they also do like real celebrity deaths, murders, celebrity deaths, and victims and murderers. And they're like, oh, this is where you know. Listen, I don't know if this is exactly what they've done, but this is where John Wayne Gacy killed his fucking first eight Boy Scouts. It's like, dude. That's fucking exploitation, gross. and that's gross. That's sick, and that's wrong. And anybody who fucking likes that shit, you're sick. I understand being a fan of like, oh, I'm going to watch real true, crime dramas. True crime kind of stuff. True crime stuff. I understand that, and I, I do like watching like unsolved mysteries and things, but that's not exploiting the victims. Yeah. What they're doing is exploiting the victims or oh we're gonna go visit um uh we're gonna go visit who was it that fucking died norm mcdonald's bob saget's grave it's like two days after he was fucking buried oh we're at bob saget's grave it's like oh fuck yourself that is very strange do you ever think do you ever think that maybe for one second you're not entitled to go to his fucking grave and film it and get a fucking click from it yeah it's kind of fucked up things i love david I love <laughs> which my- brings us to love I love my friends and I love my family. That is all. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love going to Target <laughs> and getting a coffee from Starbucks and just walking around. I love that. It's very That's nice. like some of the most relaxing thing in the world is to just go to Target, get a Starbucks. Yeah, I don't care. And I'll fucking buy a Starbucks. I'll, I'll support corporations. I don't care. <laughs> Get a Starbucks, get a Starbies. Yeah, got my little Starbies. So <laughs> walk around <laughs> with my cart, with my Ooh. wife, holding hands, do, 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 looking at toys, looking at clothes, looking at fucking stand mixers. I don't give a fuck what you look at. <laughs> you can look at anything. Yeah. Just look and go, oh, yeah. It's I can see us having places. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I also love mindless, boring ass TV. Oh, yeah. Just TV that you don't even have to like pay attention to which is on in the background or something you've seen a thousand times and you you know all the words you know all the jokes but you're still watching it it. that that i do like too i like that with movies but with the tv i'm talking about is like baking shows or baking (laughs) contest shows right it's like i forgot you're into that great american baker or uh what's the one that i've watched bake squad is the one that i'm like hooked on now on netflix and it's like these four like bakers and this one woman who's like i got this a team squad of bakers and they're you got a problem we're gonna solve it and so they're like the vanilla ice of bakers it's like my dad it's my dad's 60th birthday well call him the bake squad and they like they like make four different desserts and it's like oh i'm gonna pick that one and then that's the one that you get for your dad's birthday party and it's like that they're the bake squad yeah they i don't think i've ever watched a single one of those cooking type no. competition shows you're missing out my friend <laughs> you're missing out because that is something that i love <laughs> all right i've calmed down david I'm a, I'm a little bit calmer. I just needed to get that off my chest. I've been thinking about that. Hey, I've been stewing. If you don't let off the steam, it'll bottle up and you'll explode. That's true. You can't have that. That's true. If it's you did explode, true. though, I would totally 
like capitalize Lame. on it and like repost it and have a whole <laughs> channel about that that guy that exploded on the internet i would exploit yeah, your you explosion would, would you you would post this video yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is the exact moment well, that Brett now exploded. that you say yeah it would be the same as usual i guess uh you'd have to you'd have to like contact my wife and be like hey can you send me that raw footage that brett was recording on his end because don't look he at died? it but just send it to me <laughs> yeah I fucking look like that fucker in the what's that movie fucking scanners <laughs> or i do the opposite up. and i don't tell anybody that it happened i totally cover the whole thing up I get a cardboard yeah. cut out of you. I start doing both voices. <laughs> or just edit together old episodes. Like yeah. nobody, nobody listened to those early ones anyway. Exactly. <laughs> or I just I, it's just me making dick jokes and you reacting. Just different clips <laughs> of you laughing. People are like, wow, this this podcast really changed. Brett did a lot of talking before and now all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, David's is fucking chatterbox. Oh <laughs> <sighs> uh, David in March, we talked about Rose McGowan. We did. All right. Rose McGowan is actually going to be here in uh, New Jersey. Is she, in though? Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Is she? Well, <laughs> right now she's planning on it. Hopefully, Good if luck. she cancels, hopefully Monster Mania will, uh, will tell me. So, uh, you know, going back to that whole, like, she missed that convention uh, due to whatever. Uh, she's going to be here. And so I'll get a chance to uh, nice. meet her for you. Thanks. I'll tell her you said hi. Yep. But right around the time that she's coming out, here in March, um, we have another Scream movie Scream coming out. Scream 6. Scream 6 is coming out. She was in Scream 1. Ghostface Takes Manhattan. <laughs> Scream 6, Ghostface Takes Manhattan. Uh, you Scream movies don't have title, subtitles. No. I kind of like that. Yeah. They're just like Scream 1. Yeah, it's not like Scream, The Curse of the Black Pearl. None of that bullshit. Yeah. I mean, I like it with the Friday the 13th movies. I like it with the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I don't think it needs to be with yeah. anything else. It's, it's simple. I like it. In this new Scream movie, the Scream 6, obviously we haven't seen it because it hasn't come up. <laughs> In this new Scream movie, we have a character coming back who we once thought was dead. Maybe she is dead. Maybe she's a zombie. That's the spin on the new uh, film. That's not true. Um, the character is uh, Kirby from uh, Scream 4. Welcome Hayden back. Panettiere. I have no idea how to say her name. I think it's Panettiere. We call her. You know, Kirby. she was uh, she was married to a Klitschko. A what? Like the boxers? Oh, okay. Klitschko, like uh, Vladimir or Vitali. I don't know which one. It Klitschko was. sounds like a kitchen gadget that you would see while browsing <laughs> Target with your fucking latte. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, she was married to one. They have a kid together. Hmm. But uh, anyway, she's married to a, bo- a former boxer. Nice. Um. They're not married anymore. She's oh, single that's a shame for all you guys out there. <laughs> she, uh, but she played Kirby in Scream Four. Now in Scream Five, there is an Easter egg. Do you know about this? Is she, no, is she mentioned or something, or is she in a photo? It's a thumbnail on the screen. I think of uh, whatever his name was, Jack or whatever the the guy who, who ends up. Spoiler alert: Scream Five. Oh, he ends up being the killer. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He's online. Yeah, there's a Kirby tab. Uh, there's a there's a thumbnail, and it says. Uh, survivor of Ghostface, uh, real Ghostface murders, Kirby. Oh, that's cool. I'll have to take, a, or have to take a look. Yeah, there's there's a, it's a, I mean, it's probably Blinking really small. It. I love stuff like that, though. Yeah. So they were maybe setting that up. That's awesome. To bring her back. 
if they if they needed to. But uh, that leads me to this. She's going to be in Scream 6, so I thought, let's do Scream 4. It makes sense. And I said, I said let's do Scream 4. And David goes, why don't we do Scream 5? Because that's what this is a direct sequel of. And I was like, no, because you got Kirby. We got to talk about Kirby. Well, and we haven't done Scream 4. And we've been doing, we've done that's the Scream true. movies in order, unlike some of our other franchises. Unlike, unlike Friday the 13th. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, Scream 4. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. Scream 4 was released on April 15th, 2011. Uh, did you see this in the theater? No. This is actually the only Scream movie that I didn't see in the theater. I know. Can I ask why? Uh, you know what's weird? At the time, I really wanted to see it, and no one else did. And I didn't want to go to the movies by myself. So I was like, I'll just wait till it comes out in video. And then I think I bought oh. it when it came out. Yeah, I remember being pretty excited I was, for it. I was excited, I too. Yeah, it's the only one that I... Haven't seen well, David. Theater. If I would have known you in 2011, I would have gone and seen this with you. Even 16-year-old David saw the first one in the theater. <laughs> I didn't see the see. I didn't see the first mm. one in the theater. The first one's the only one I didn't see in the theater. Uh, but April 15th, 2011. What do you think the number one movie in the box office was? I'm going to say it was this movie. I was going to. I said the same thing, and as I was typing it, I even typed in Scream Four, and then I looked it up to verify, and it was not Scream Four. Oh, shit, it was not the number one movie. April. It was never the number one movie. Huh? The number one movie at the time was Rio. Oh, okay. The cartoon. Now this movie was released in April. I mean, that's a. It was around Easter because I think right before Rio was number one was Hop. Ah, uh, all right. Or like a maybe it was a sequel to Hop. I don't know. Films. Animated films, kids' movies, you know. Hmm. Get the kids out there. This They're on the spring break. Of that. Yeah, so Rio was also a kids' movie, but this is not a kids' movie. It is not. This is the anti Rio. Anti Rio. <laughs> uh, what do you think the number one song was? Uh, I'm going to go with our old friend, Ms. Lady Gaga. Go with Lady Born Gaga. This Way. Yeah. Uh, that's unfortunate that you're wrong again. <laughs> but. <laughs> you suck, David. <laughs> Uh, this is a song I've never heard, and uh, people are probably like, "Oh, you've never heard this? Why not?" Oh. Uh, it's Why don't you go play with your toys? <laughs> it's a Katy Perry song, uh, which which is odd because my wife really likes Katy Perry, so uh -huh. I thought I would have heard this. Um, but it's called E.T. E.T. by Katy Perry featuring Kanye West. I'm sure I'm sure we've heard it. it just, that title also doesn't ring a bell, but I'm sure we've heard it. Yeah, I've heard it now because I listened to it. And okay. I was like, hmm. I feel like I've heard every Katy Perry song a thousand times. Yeah, me too. Uh, speaking of Katy Perry, not really, but it, that always reminds me of her halftime show. And then Rihanna just did a halftime show. What'd you think of Rihanna's halftime show? I, I thought it was all right. I wasn't blown away. Like, um, but Dude, I, I saw it was really good. I saw a lot of people talking shit online about it, and I was like, oh come on, like, people need to fucking get lives. It was fine. Get lives. Yes, it was really good. I thought, you know, visually very cool. Like all yes. the the levels, like my balls kept moving every time. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. stop! When, She's gonna fall. When they were raising and lowering her, I thought, yeah, visually it was really good. Listen, I'm not a big Rihanna fan. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Same. I'm. I'm indifferent. I, I could care. Yeah, I could care less about Rihanna songs, but I understand that she's popular. I understand that she's talented. She sounded good. She sounded good. She looked good. Yeah. It was kind of a fun like snowman marshmallow man type dancing <laughs> little sperm guys. people yeah yeah little sperm people uh katy perry had a good halftime show too with the shark with the shark, the, shark. <laughs> the dancing shark fucking stone shark <laughs> i'm gonna put that under things i love <laughs> katy perry, katy shark, perry guy. shark dancer <laughs> shark yes i will write that down okay scream four written by kevin williamson kind of 
All right. Kevin Williamson wrote it. He came back because he didn't write Scream 3. Right. He was too busy teaching Mrs. Tingle and doing all <laughs> other sorts of stuff. Uh, but uh, he came back for this one, wrote it, and that's the reason why this movie was directed by Wes Craven. Because Wes Craven's like, hey, if Kevin Williamson comes back, I'll do another script one. script is good, I'll do it. Kevin Williamson wrote the script, and then those fuckers that I hate. Who do I hate? Oh, I got to write it down. Things Such I fucking a hate. Long list. Who do I hate, David? I don't know. The Weinsteins. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's right. They did all the screen movies. Well, the first. Oh my four. god. What a bunch of dicks. They were like, oh, we need to have it rewritten. So they had that uh, <laughs> lady, and and nothing against her, but the lady who wrote Scream Three came back and did some rewrites. Interesting. And took out a okay. Bunch of shit. So Kevin Williamson's kind of like, fuck that. That movie, you know, sucks. Wes Craven did come out and say, listen, 95% of it is still from Kevin Williamson. That's good. But Dude, speaking of Scream 3 real quick, uh, there are a lot of people online. At least I see this a lot on Twitter. A lot of Scream 3 stands out there. A lot of people are like, Scream 3 is my favorite movie. Fight me. And it's like, I will fight you because that movie okay. sucks. Let me see. I got to add, <laughs> add it to the, the list. That I hate. Who stands right. Scream 3. This goes back to the people that are fucking losers. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Now, like what you want to like. But to me, like. No, 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 no. I'm going to, I'm going to, yes, like what you want to like, but they only like it because everybody hates it. They're those types of people. Well, I think some, like, some of them are probably those people. Some of them. Okay. There's probably someone out there who's like, hey, it was the first horror movie I ever saw. So that's why I like it. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're forgiven. But it's you motherfuckers who are like, I'm just going to like it because everybody hates it. It's like, go. Well, and I see a lot of yourself. like people that like it for the very reason that I don't like it. And they're like, I like that Roman, you know, orchestrated everything. It all connects back to the first movie. But to me, like, it's such a crazy convoluted plot device that if you really mm-hmm. pull that thread, like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. No, no. It's such uh, uh, retconning that doesn't make any sense it's like saying fucking midichlorians yeah. all right this isn't like, like fourth listen, dimensional right, chess Lucas. this is like 20 dimension chess that it, he had yeah. to be playing yeah he had to be playing and it's just so unbelievable yeah i i don't even acknowledge that i don't when i think of scream i don't even acknowledge that movie <laughs> i go right from one to four yeah in my head yeah i only watch <laughs> I three if i have to two. for a podcast or something yeah two and three like two is okay two's all right but three, I'm just like, uh, okay, I guess it happened. I don't know. Jane Silent Bob were in it. To me, that means it's fiction. It's fiction because Jane Silent Bob don't exist in the world. There you go. Although it's all fiction. So music by Marco Beltrami. Again, produced by Wes Craven. Aya Labonka. Aya Labonka. That's a name. Aya Labonka. <laughs> and Kevin Williamson. So, I mean, Kevin Williamson got paid. Like, he got paid to write it. It matters to him, I'm sure. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. This movie stars uh, once again Nev Campbell, David Arquette, and Courtney Cox reprising their roles as Sydney, Dewey, and Gale, respectively. We got Emma Roberts in kind of like her first major role. I think um, she is, of course, the daughter of uh, Eric Roberts. Yeah, and she is the niece of Julia, Julia. Roberts. I got on a, a little Eric Roberts kick. Oh, a yeah? very little one. Yeah, a couple a couple months ago, I watched Best of the Best. Um, which was an Eric Roberts movie. <laughs> he's and in then, some of these uh, shows we go to. Yeah, he is actually, yeah. isn't he? 
I'll have, to, I'll have to go see him. He's done some other movies that, that people really like, but um, I was always a big fan of Best of the Best. And then I watched it again, being an adult, and I was like, well, what the fuck was I thinking as a child? This movie <laughs> sucks ass. Happens. Like, you're like, um, I'm an adult now, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when I watch Bloodsport or Kickboxer, and I was like, Jean-Claude Van Damme was awesome. And then I watch it, and I'm like, not so much. Did I tell you about how I watched Bloodsport like, over the summer? Um, and it was the first time I'd seen it since I was probably like a teenager, and uh-huh. I I enjoyed it like in a because in a cheesy way it's like this is a terrible movie yeah. but fun yeah. But my dog sat next to me on the couch and watched <laughs> the whole fucking movie. She was captivated. It's my dog's favorite movie. Chong Li, Chong Li, Chong Li, Kumite, Kumite. Hey, we fucking hey the guy from uh, Bloodsport. We were in the elevator oh, with yeah, him, fucking booger, that's right. or not booger, ogre. An ogre sitting right next to me in the elevator. <laughs> yeah, coming up from the pool. <laughs> I didn't even know who he was. Uh, as I said before, Hayden Panettiere plays Kirby. Uh, spoiler alert: she survives. Uh, Marley Shelton plays Judy Hicks. Uh, Marley Shelton, Wendy Peppercorn. Anyone? Mm, Sandlot. <laughs> uh, Rory Culkin, the um, lesser, one not, of the Culkins, one of the many not in Culkins. quantity, but in age, I think he's the the youngest Culkin. Allison Brie, uh, and then there's Anna Paquin, Kirsten Bell, or Kristen Bell, excuse me, uh, Anthony Anderson, Adam Brody. They all have kind of smaller parts. Bit parts. Yeah. Smaller parts. Uh, Roger L. Jackson, also. Voice of Ghostface. Ghostface. Voice. Uh, Runtime of this movie was 111 minutes. This is a long one. Budget was $40 million. David, what do you think the box office was? Uh, I know this was a hit. Um, I'll go one. Be Rio. That's true, but I, I think it maybe it had legs. I don't know, but and and they made more screen movies, so it it turned a profit. Uh, I'm gonna go hundred million. It did take them another ten years to make another screen movie. <laughs> That's so. true. I'm guessing a hundred million. Uh, Ninety-seven point two million. Ooh, pretty close. All right, so it did take them ten years to make another screen movie after this movie, and part of that reason was I shouldn't say it was due to the lack of success of this movie, but yeah, someone died. Wes Craven passed away. Uh, this was actually the last film that Wes Craven directed. He passed away from brain cancer. Yeah, what twenty fifteen ish. 20, August 30th, 2015. You're absolutely correct. Uh, another fact here, deleted scenes include a scene where Dewey explains to Gail, uh, Gail Weathers, uh, actually Gail Weathers Riley, because right, they're, they're married now in this movie. Uh, he explains to her that Neil Prescott has passed away. Sydney's dad has passed ah. away. And this is the first time that Sydney's coming back to Woodsboro since his death. Okay. So hmm. they kind of add that in there. Um, one thing I should note is that a uh, little another fact, David Arquette and Courtney Cox were married. That's right. And they had separated right before they started filming this movie. Awkward. <laughs> but apparently they were really professionals That's and um, they worked together well. And again, they worked together so in Screen 5. Yeah. I'm going to kind of jump ahead, mm-hmm. but I thought this was an interesting thing. So I'm going to jump ahead in the movie. Um, so if... If you don't know anything about this movie, I don't even know why you're listening to this podcast. All right. But um, so the original ending of the movie had Jill being taken away on an, an in an ambulance. Okay. okay that happens. And uh, Dewey's talking to her and he's like, hey, is it, you know, blah, 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 blah. and she's all, oh, leave me alone. Don't photograph me. And meanwhile, she wants to be photographed. Right. 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 And then um, a paramedic from inside shouts uh, that they have a woman alive. We got a live they, one. 
Yeah. It's Sydney. They don't, say, they don't say which one. So it could be Sydney or it could, or be, it Kirby. could be Kirby. Ah. And the film would have ended as a cliffhanger, which would have set up Jill as like kind of the antagonist, anti-heroine of the five. next film. And then hmm, that could have been interesting. Also, that part five might have had Sydney having like amnesia. So she doesn't know that Jill was the one who tried to kill her. <sighs> so she yeah. would be unable to. I'm glad they didn't do that. Amnesia stuff bothers me as a plot device in movies. That was just a rumor. Yeah. It was just a rumor. But the whole thing about that, and Kevin Williamson was actually upset because he liked his ending. And there is a link online. Uh, if you go to uh, Wikipedia, which is where I get all my. Oh, my facts, facts, facts. <laughs> Uh, that and IMDb. But if you go to Wikipedia, you can find a link in the in the notes, like the citations, to the original Kevin Williamson script. Oh, cool. And you can read that if you so choose. I started to, but then I was like, I got to do a podcast <laughs> on the actual film, and I shouldn't go down this <laughs> rabbit hole. Uh, another fun thing, Bust of Henry Winkler, the principal yeah. from the first one, is in the movie. Oh, that's cool. Uh, did you notice that? The first time no. they're in the high school, uh, the girls are at the locker. You got like a principal Henry memorial? Yep. In the foreground, you can see it. Oh, that's fucking And cool. I actually rewound it the other day, and I was like, oh, look. There's a that's cool. Henry Winkler bust. Uh, footage from the Stab movie, uh, the movie within the movie, says uh, a Robert Rodriguez film. I noticed that, yeah. And Robert Rodriguez actually directed that portion. That makes a lot of sense, because it definitely even looked like his style. <laughs> so that's just cool. kind of funny in this film and all the preceding ones there's always a killer with an actual motive against sydney billy in scream debbie loomis in scream 2 roman in scream 3 and jill in this movie and in all but scream 3 they all have an accomplice who just wants to kill for the thrill Stu, mickey and charlie however in scream 3 it was originally scripted and filmed to reveal that the character of Angelina was Roman's girlfriend and she was the second killer. But it was omitted from the final version of the studio uh, or on studio orders. So probably the Weinsteins fucking said and get that out of here. <laughs> but there's clues to this twist that, that remain in the finished movie. So fans have hypothesized that she was either betrayed and killed by Roman or faked her own death. The one killer angle of Scream 3 is one of the only things that I like about it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get to that kind of in my review, mm. but, um, let's go ahead and talk about the plot of this movie. Let's do it. All right. So it's 15 years after the events of the original Woodsboro high murders. Yep. And the whole, and I guess, like the Woodsboro murders have spawned like an entire tired series of stab movies based on the events of Woodsboro. Yeah. And so like. I guess Woodsboro was only the site of the first movie, right? Because right. Scream 2 happened in college, college and Scream 3 happened in Los Angeles. So this one is now, uh, and I don't know where they went to college, but uh, now they're back in Woodsboro. So it's kind of like, and, and as you said, and, and Gail Weathers' book actually inspired the series. The yeah. And we start with a, like a cold open like we do in all of the Scream movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but kind of a fun little spin on it. it. It's like a movie within a movie. Like you get the the whole like within ghost face interaction with people running away, and then all of a sudden, like when the kill happens, it says stab six on the screen, and then it pans out to like people that are watching it, like oh, this movie's so fucking dumb. Blah 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 yep. blah blah, uh, talking shit about it. And it's and it's Kirsten or uh, Kristen Dunst and or, uh, um, Kristen Bell. 
Kristen Bell, excuse me, not Kristen, Kristen Dunst, Kristen Bell and Anna Paquin are sitting there watching it. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, I think, uh, Kristen Bell stabs Anna Paquin mm-hmm. and then it says stab seven <laughs> and then it pans out again. So it's like a movie within a movie within a movie. And then it's these two girls and they're watching and the it. ones and the ones like if scream six was the beginning to scream seven or stab or stab yeah. six was the beginning to stab seven, then is stab six even a real thing and like what universe is this set in and it doesn't make any sense and um the the other girl's like whatever just enjoy the movie you know they're just two friends and one of them doesn't like horror and the other one does Mm -hmm. that's uh marnie and jenny are the two right here jenny goes upstairs to check on a noise that she hears and she calls marnie who's the one who doesn't like horror and she puts on that scream voice right, right? but she doesn't know it so she gets a phone call from ghostface and she's like oh god yeah. uh, and then she starts <laughs> laughing like ha 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 you dumb bitch yeah. it's just me i'm using a voice changer app yep and then and but then they actually do get like a phone call from a ghostface and says uh that they're at the door or is there a text message? I think there's a text message. I can't remember, but yeah, they go, the one girl checks and opens up the front door and there's nobody there. Yep. And then all of a sudden Ghostface appears from behind them and kills the one. And then they go to, uh, uh, oh, there's a little homage to the, um, to the first one, the garage the first scene. one with the garage crunches on her and, and hurts her, but they pull her back and, and they stab her. Yep. And that's our cold open. So we had like three cold opens in one. <laughs> yeah. The first time I saw this movie, I was like, is it going to say stab eight now? Because <laughs> like, I'm ready for this yeah. movie to start. I, I don't know. That's kind of fun. It's kind of fun that they did that. It's kind of uh, almost making fun of themselves. Exactly. Yeah. I, I like it. Like it got a little ridiculous. We know with Scream 3, but we're back. We're going to do an actual legit movie. This I think time. it's also like poking fun at like these franchises, like the Saw movies. I think they even mentioned Saw at one point. Like they, they just keep they making do. them. They just keep going. It's like, ugh. they do mention the Saw movies and they talk about how the characters talk about how they hate the like torture porn. Yeah. Um, genre of horror movies and which I do somewhat agree. I did like Saw to a certain extent, but uh, the more Saw movies they made, the more retconning they had to do. And they had to, oh man, someday we got to go down this <laughs> rabbit hole someday. <laughs> the Saw universe. Where we got to like fucking get the, get the string out. Yeah. It's like connecting everything. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. But uh, anyway, so uh, they're murdered. Yeah. It is, like I said, 15th anniversary of the original Woodsboro murders. And, uh, you know, we'll just kind of hit the high points here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sydney is coming back. She's written a book now, um, Out of Darkness, I think it was called. Seems like kind of a self-help kind of thing and about her her journey and stuff. So she's back in Woodsboro. Yeah, less about the murders and more about being a survivor and not being a victim or something like that. Yeah. And uh, she's back in town. She's got this publicist uh, who's Rebecca. And uh, she's like, they're like, okay, we're going to take you back to Woodsboro. You're going to do like uh, book signing and everything like that. It's going to be huge publicity and we can sell a lot of books this way. And you kind of get the sense that she's reluctantly. Yeah, this this. is the publicist's idea. Like Sydney's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. But uh, she goes back. Uh, Dewey is the sheriff of the town now. He's married to Gail. Uh, Gail uh, hasn't really done much. She lives in Woodsboro now, which is kind of a podunk town. Yeah, and she's trying uh, to write like a novel, and she's like, I, I have nothing. I can't think of anything to write. Yeah. 
you know, they're, they're living their life. And you got Judy Hicks, who's the, his deputy, kind of right-hand man um, or woman. And uh, she is uh, played by Marley Shelton. And, um, you know, just kind of going about their lives. And then they find out about these murders that had happened. Dewey does. And Sydney hears about them also. And she's like, hmm. Yeah, in the middle of the book signing, Dewey like bursts into the uh, the bookstore and he's like, "All right, everybody, like listen up. Like we got a suspicious. Uh, we traced a call signal from from the crime scene of a murder last mm-hmm. night, and the, we think the phone might be here." So he like takes out his phone and calls it, and the phone starts ringing and he hears it, and they go out and yeah, sure shit, it's uh, Sydney's rental car. There's a lot of red herrings in this movie. Oh yeah, um, and we obviously know all Sydney's of them. Not the all killer, the screen movies, right? Yeah. But we obviously know Sydney's not the killer because, right. I mean, she's fucking Sydney Prescott. We know Dewey's not and we know Gail's not because those are our three returning. Although that would be an interesting twist if, like, Gail to kickstart her career just or something. A fucking killer, <laughs> um, just loses their mind. Yeah. But Rebecca Walters, who's the publicist, well, how did the stuff get there? You know, she had, she's the one who rented the car. Right. And there's like blood smeared on the, uh, books and there was a knife in there too so i don't know if was that the murder weapon from the previous night or is it just like a so. random knife i assumed it was I the murder it was. weapon too now dewey doesn't believe that it was sydney but he's like you got to stick around town everybody's a suspect kind of shit everybody's a suspect again um sydney's cousin is uh jill emma roberts but in the movie it's jill roberts kind of convenient <laughs> but um jill is going to high school with her friends she's got a friend named olivia and a friend named kirby yeah, and they're and, all on. And they talk about Sydney a little bit. And I think Kirby refers to her as the Grim Reaper, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. She's like, oh, why is she coming to town? Like, only death follows her. It's like, she's make, she making good points. Yeah. Uh, Jill, though, is also coping with the infidelity of her ex boyfriend. So, Trevor, you asshole. You had a good thing going. He cheated on her with Jenny, who was the girl who was killed the previous night. Uh oh unbeknownst to these girls right so all of a sudden they're riding to school and jill gets a phone call from jenny's phone and it's Ghostface. oh and she thinks it's trevor and she's like what what are you doing and she thinks it's a prank call and all this other kind of stuff and she even puts it on speaker so everybody can hear and then that same Ghostface calls from the same number to olivia's phone and they're like what the fuck is going on then the girls find out about the murders and they're like, whoa, we got to go to the cops, right? And tell them that somebody called us from Jenny's phone right. saying that, you know, in that ghost face voice, right? From the stab movies, mm-hmm. the cops then are there and Sydney's there and they're talking to uh, the girls are talking to Dewey. And I, I thought it was kind of funny because Kirby's like, oh, well, he didn't call my phone. I'm just here for support. But does yeah, that what mean does I'm that mean? Next? Does that mean I'm next? <laughs> and he's like, no, no. Well, maybe could be. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to die. Um, so they're going to investigate the murders, uh, or they're investigating the murders. Gail, though, she has this writer's block. She looks at this, and she's like, oh, shit, I'm back, right? I can be Gail Weathers Yeah, I'm, I'm good at this. Like, I'm pretty good at solving yeah. shit. And she wants to yeah, get involved. She even, so she even asks uh, Dewey, like, if she can talk to Sydney. And so he's like, I'm kind of doing my, my, my job here. Could you step aside? And I like that Hicks, uh, the assistant or whatever, the deputy, uh-huh. I like w. the interaction that those two have because it, it's kind of insinuated. It seems like Hicks has got a little bit of a thing for Dewey, but I yeah. think it's more of like a, ah, shucks, folksy kind of thing. 
but um but gail's intimidated by it and uh she like calls her out for always making these lemon squares for uh yeah for doing like she eats one she says your lemon squares taste like ass <laughs> but and the david arquette's like they don't they really. don't <laughs> she doesn't mean that <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but Gail does make a good point because she's like, hey, Dewey, I've solved three of these already. Yeah. Might you want to like, pick my brain a little? <laughs> yeah. We should be working together. Like we've worked together. We've always worked together. Right. And we've always solved this. So what makes this different? Uh, but he's like, no, I'm the sheriff now. I got to do things by the book. So she's like, fuck this. I'm gonna go I'm going to go do rogue. this by myself. Yep. I'm going rogue. Uh, Sydney then is staying into town. So she goes over to Jill's house because that's her cousin and her aunt who's on her mom's side. Right. So her mom's sister, um, her aunt Kate, she's staying the night there right next door to Jill's house is Olivia. So Kirby's over, um, watching Shaun of the dead, watching Shaun of the dead and Olivia comes home and they get a phone call from Ghostface. I think Jill does. Or Kirby does, actually. They start talking to Ghostface, and they're thinking that it's Trevor right. playing a stupid practical joke, and Ghostface is like, I'm in the uh, closet. So Kirby opens up the closet, and nothing's in there. Yeah, it's like, you fucking liar. I knew it. And yeah, Ghostface and is like, like, I didn't say your closet. Yeah, I didn't say what closet. And all of a sudden, he appears from behind Olivia. Through the window in the, in the next yeah, house. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, David, this murder, like, I didn't remember it being as graphic as it is. This movie's pretty violent as far as, like, yeah. the Scream movies go. I think this is one of the more brutal ones. It's not as bad as Scream 5. Scream 5 was brutal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this one, um, this one was, was up there, yeah. This, this uh, kill is pretty intense. This, this this particular kill was was very uh, less cartoony, I think, than, mm-hmm. than other ones in the past. Or even other ones in this movie. She dies. Yeah, and he like stabs her a bunch of times and like th- like smashes her face through the window. Yeah, and Sid- guts her. Sydney runs over to the house and there's just blood everywhere. everywhere. And uh, yeah, and her are intestines all... are hanging out. Ugh. Yeah. She she runs over there. She gets a phone call from Ghostface, who then talks to her. Jill comes over. Oh, Ghostface! Like, What's going? Ghostface attacks. Yeah, then Ghostface attacks and gets Jill on the arm, to which Jill's like, and then and then Sydney ends up kicking his ass, and then the cops come in, and Ghostface is gone, of course, yeah, because that's what happens. But Jill's like, you know, you're right, uh, my friends were right, you are the bringer of death or whatever it is. Yeah, stay away from me. Stay away from me. But she quickly apologizes to her, and she's like, you actually, you actually saved hospital. my life, so yeah, I guess actually, I should say thank you. Uh, they go to the hospital. And uh, Sydney's publicist is like, "Fuck yes, this not a, a better thing couldn't happen right now, right?" Yeah, yeah. Because this is gonna do great things for the book sales. Yep. And Sydney hears this and she's like, "You're fucking fired." Yeah. Sydney, like I, don't like when people take advantage of fuckers. <laughs> Stop exploiting. To make a buck. <laughs> Sydney has a list, and she's like, hey, "Have you ever looked at this list of things I hate?" She's like, exploitation I I love of tragic too. events is on there. So I'm sorry. We're going to have to part ways professionally. The publicist is like, well, fuck you. <laughs> and she goes walking to her car and she gets a phone call from Ghostface. Uh-oh. Ghostface got quite the uh, Rolodex. Quite the he does, right? access to phone numbers. Uh, she gets killed in the parking garage. And uh, well, well, Dewey's giving kind of a press conference downstairs, telling everybody outside downstairs, like everybody, everything's, everything's gonna under be control. Fine. Yeah. All of a sudden, the publicist's body gets thrown from the balcony <laughs> and lands on top of the news van. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. 
Gail decides she's going to enlist the help of two high school movie fanatics. So we got our kind of Randy-esque characters, and that's Charlie and Robbie. Yeah, and Gail theorizes that she's like, the deaths seem to be following a very similar pattern to the original uh, Woodsboro murders. Well, okay, you know, let's... No, but not Gail really. and her fucking patterns, a right? Because bit. there was a in publicist. The first movie, or in the in the second movie, uh, she also says that there's a pattern because she's like, "Oh, look, the names," and then it totally abandons <laughs> that. The killer totally abandons the name fucking pattern, and then now in this one, she's like, "There's a pattern." Well, kind of, I guess, not bit. really. However, I will say this: every all the characters represent somebody from the original yeah. movie, right? Jill is kind of like your Sydney. Trevor is the Billy Ulrich character. Billy, thank you. Um, Robbie. He's uh, the Randy. Is Randy and uh, Charlie is Stu. So Charlie says to Gail that uh, there's rules to a horror. Of course, everybody's got to have their fucking rules, the rules in these movies, right? In this horror remake. And he tells Gail and Sydney about Stabathon. Yeah, because they is, get them to come to like their cinema club meeting or whatever to like uh exchange ideas or whatever which i really didn't understand because it's like it's a cinema club and i understand that you're fans of a movie but it'd be like us going hey we really like the movie zodiac right Mm -hmm. and then it's like oh but here's a survivor from the actual zodiac murders let's have them come to our cinema club why no i'm not fans of the i'm not Uh, fans of the actual movie i'm a fan of jake gyllenhaal okay (laughs) and and robert downey jr (laughs) I'm a fan of the Avengers. <laughs> but they go to the club, and then those two, yeah. uh, Robbie and Charlie, kind of theorize that like the killer is probably filming the the ki- the murders to like upload them, like because everything's on the internet now. It's all about being internet famous. There's this whole weird logic that they have that kind of I guess it makes sense in their world, but I'm like, how did you get? from point a to point b on that, that one. was a little it's weird like, well it's also robbie I, I felt like this might be aspirational kind of stuff because he films his entire life he has a camera mounted on his head and it's also charlie so maybe charlie's like feeding these uh breadcrumbs yeah yeah to do whatever but um they tell her about stabathon which is this uh annual horror movie marathon party that they have where they watch all seven stab movies in a row which would take 14 hours <laughs> a long day about and that's a fucking long day yeah and i like uh, gail says something like uh where's this circle jerk happening i want to go and they won't they won't tell her but something that when i heard that line that i laughed because i forgot about this when i bought the blu-ray i think it's on the blu-ray uh Uh in the deleted or outtakes uh uh, courtney cox struggles to say that line and fucks it up like a thousand times like where's the circle she keeps like stumbling over words like so cool joke like well, well. she can't get it out or she starts laughing that's pretty, that's pretty funny <laughs> uh she does find out where it's at because she follows them yeah and she's going to take advantage of uh internet technology i mean in the first movie she hit a camera at a party so this movie she's going to take like three lots of cameras webcams because hey everybody's got internet connection out in this old fucking barn that they're having the stabathon at and uh she's gonna put these cameras up so she can keep an eye on the party well she puts her cameras up and then one by one the cameras like go yeah she's watching she's monitoring them and they yeah they start getting covered she's like ah fuck so she goes back in and when she goes back in Ghostface attacks her Uh dewey shows up scares him off before he can do real harm, but he stabs her like right in the shoulder. Stabs her like in the shoulder. Yeah, 
And of course, uh, Ghostface gets away. Ghostface gets away. Meanwhile, the two other officers, uh, this is Anthony Anderson. The ones that have been watching uh, Jill's house. Yeah. They're keeping an eye on Jill, and uh, they both get killed. Kind of a fun way. Well, not fun, but... (laughs) It's kind of a funny death. The one cop uh, gets killed. He goes to take a leak, and he comes back, I think, and uh, he gets he, he, he gets, gets stabbed killed in the back, and then, he, and then the other guy gets stabbed right in the forehead. Yeah, and oh. he stays alive. Yeah, and he's uh, like Anthony swinging, Anderson. like trying to fight him off, but he's he's dying. And I guess Wes Craven uh, had just read like a story about somebody who got uh, either stabbed or impaled in yeah. the head, like right there, and drove himself to the hospital. Oh, because. It won't necessarily kill you. Like, I think eventually, yes, you would die <laughs> without medical help. You, you just have die. a knife sticking out of your head for the rest of your life. You're like, you know, it doesn't bother me that much. There was a guy back in like the 18 or maybe it was early 1900s who was uh, working like in a mine mm-hmm. and something like a piece of rebar or something. Oh, I, don't, I heard I'm about probably this. probably getting the story way wrong right through his head and he lived for another couple of years now yeah. he was fucked up like he was like walking all fucking weird <laughs> and he was had a different personality from then on out yeah but probably he tripped lived. some circuits yeah definitely um but he lived so yeah they they get killed sydney is at jill's house uh, with her aunt and uh, she goes to look for jill and jill's not there she goes onto Jill's computer and Jill has sent a text message to her friend or a DM or whatever. Yeah, to Kirby. And to Kirby and it's like, hey, come pick me up. And she's like, yeah, oh, my yeah, mom's driving me crazy. Out. Get me out of here. So she's going to sneak out. So Sydney's like, fuck, I got to go find Jill now, right? She goes down. She gets her aunt and her aunt's just come home from the grocery store. Another like red herring there too, mm-hmm. right? Because the aunt is like just shows up magically. But uh, Ghostface comes and attacks them. Uh-oh. The aunt actually is like holding the door like she's got her back against the door and Ghostface sticks a knife through the mail slot in the door right <laughs> yep. into her head and kills her. Oh, that's a bummer. Got to stay away from the mail slot. Yeah. It's Just get a mailbox. Mail <laughs> that's why I don't have one of those. See, I, saw this I have a mail slot at my house. Oh, you gotta watch out in for my knives. Front door, there's a there's a mail slot except for um, when we first moved here. I was talking to the mail carrier, and she says, uh, yeah, I'm not going around to the front. Put a mailbox back back here. I'll deliver the mail to the back. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I got a mail slot out front, but no, the, the mail carrier only delivers to the back. Because <sighs> we have an alley. Yeah. And, uh, like our house and the house behind us kind of butt up, so that's why she goes to the back. She doesn't go out to the front. Yeah, whatever. Fucking mail carriers. I'm not going to put that in the items that I hate, but... I. I dislike that. I can't use my... Your mail slot? Mail slot. <laughs> use it as a glory hole or something. I have a mail slot. Ah, <laughs> uh, you mail slut. <laughs> uh, so they're dead. The mom's dead. <laughs> uh, Sydney goes to find Jill. Jill's at Kirby's house. And they're having like Jill an after Kirby. party because after the events of Stabathon, when all hell broke loose, like the cops broke the party up. So they're all hanging yep. out at Kirby's house now. Yeah. And uh, Charlie and Kirby kind of have this thing going on. This kind of like flirty, flirty. Kind of Charlie's flirty like a the big whole nerd. Movie. Yeah. Charlie's like a big nerd and Kirby's like, you know, like a more popular uh, pretty girl, but she's going to give him a chance. And she ends up being like a horror fan. 
Yeah. But like he's like he's like, Oh, you're really a horror fan? Who played the original Leatherface? And it's like she goes, Gunnar Hansen. And he's like, Oh, you know your stuff. And I'm like, like that's your litmus test? Dude, I thought the same thing. I was like, what a fucking stupid thing to say. Also, it's kind of sexist. I don't know about sexist, but like you see somebody who's like a big horror fan. Oh, let me start quizzing yeah. you. Like why yeah. just be like, oh cool. We like the same kind of movies. Awesome. You ever seen this movie? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Look, I like why, that movie. Why do you gotta be a prick about yeah. it? Yeah. You're gonna fucking that's and yeah, you're right. That's an odd flex. Like, oh he's a fucking, face. He's a fucking piece of shit that sucks. A little just known like fact, a guy named Gunnar Hansen played him. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, that and like if you're a big horror fan, like everyone knows that. That's easy. Yeah. Or maybe maybe ask like if you wanna like quiz somebody, you wanna be like, who played Leatherface in part two? Yeah, yeah. And then if they come back and say, well, there was three different people who played Leatherface in part Married two, which girl. scenes, then you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she even tells him, because I think, uh, I might be jumping ahead a little bit, but she tells him, like, mm-hmm. why don't you, like, make a move? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fine. We can jump ahead. And I like, and, uh, uh, he's like, why don't you make a move? She's like, I just did. Yep. <laughs> I'm, like, inviting you to do something. Trevor shows up and kind of busts the party and he's like he's he's still like oh Jill come back with me but he's like Jill texted me from my phone and Jill's like I didn't text yeah, I was you invited. I'm gonna go get my phone yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm gonna go get my phone so she leaves and then Trevor leaves something I really like about this scene is it's hard to keep tabs on who is where I mean, it's yep. very deliberate that they're doing this like people are going in the room people are going out of the room so it's like ah okay like yep. I remember the first time watching it I was like trying to like connect the dots yeah everybody always splits off um sydney finally gets there and uh, charlie gets caught oh no robbie robbie, robbie robbie goes outside yeah robbie has his little internet show that he's doing again it also pisses me off because it's like you have the internet wherever you go and you can just record stuff and upload it live stream like you're fucking this uh, <laughs> especially like in 2011 like it's yeah. 2023 and i go places and i'm like i don't got any fucking service <laughs> He's going outside and he's like got his camera on backwards. There was a moment there where I thought it would have been a cool because he looks at his phone. If he had seen Ghostface. Yes. Yeah. And he realizes his camera's on backwards. Right. But I thought it would be cool if they would have just had him like look at his phone and be like, oh, and then Ghostface appears on the camera. I agree. That would have been cool. And then he turns and then he gets killed. But instead he turns the camera around and he's looking and then Ghostface appears that way and kills him yeah and i do like when he's uh he's getting killed earlier in the movie like he talked about like how like there's no rules anymore and like basically the only the rules have changed the rules have changed and the only way really to be guaranteed to survive a horror movie nowadays is to be gay Uh, yeah and then i like as he's like stabbing he's like no no i'm gay i'm gay yeah and the ghost face kind of pauses stops and he's like yeah he goes if it helps (laughs) (laughs) yeah then kills him yeah so yeah robbie dies or yeah robbie dies Charlie or Sydney's there and she meets up with Kirby. She meets up with Jill. Excuse me. She meets up with Jill mm-hmm. and she's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. But then Ghostface comes. So her and Jill run and hide. And Sydney tells Jill hide under the bed and don't come out until I tell you to Ghostface comes in and she's like, Sydney's like yelling out the window, like run, run Jill, Jill run. Yeah. So that was pretty smart. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> yeah. So Sydney goes out on the, on the roof Ghostface follows. She falls off the roof, but lives. She goes back in the house, meets up with Kirby, who's all of a sudden magically there. But Sydney's like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to trust you. She can't find Jill, and they go down in the basement. All of a sudden at the door is 
Charlie. Yeah, and he's got blood he's, on his hand. He yep. kind of smears it on the window, and he's like, oh, help, let me in, let me in. And they won't let him in. And then... Um, it's kind of a sad scene, because like, he's like pleading with Kirby, and Kirby's like... Because Kirby's not stupid. She's like, I'm sorry, I... I can't. Yeah, and Sydney even says, if you can't trust him 100%, then don't let him in. Yeah, and she doesn't. She doesn't but then we see Ghostface come up behind Charlie, and she's like, ah, fuck. Sorry, buddy. Yep. The lights go out, they come back on, and he's tied up, much like Drew Barrymore's boyfriend yep, in the at first the beginning one. of Scream 1. Steve? Was his name Steve? Yeah. He's tied up, and then Ghostface calls Kirby and says, we're going to play a game. <laughs> and Horror movie trivia. It's a horror movie trivia Who played thing, and it's Leatherface. And she's like, "We've already done this." Gunnar Hansen. Gunnar Hansen. Okay, <laughs> fuck. Well, if you're really smart, who played Freddy Krueger? Come on, <laughs> fuck off, Jackie Earl Haley. Uh, so she goes. <laughs> she answers all the questions, and then like, there, there's a scene where she's. It's like, what's remake? And she just names off all the fucking remakes that have happened recently, yeah, as of 2011. <laughs> Yeah, she just rattles them all off, and then Ghostface is no longer on the phone. So she's like, "I won." I got so it. She opens the door and she goes outside and she cuts Charlie loose. And after she cuts him loose, she's like, "You're free. We won the game." You know, blah 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 blah. And then Charlie stabs her. Yeah, and he goes, "Kirby, this is making a move." Yep, <laughs> right in the belly. And then he's like, "He's like, why did you wait till now?" Yeah, you or something, you bitch, something or something like that. Leave. Yeah, yeah. But he stabs her and leaves her to bleed out. If you were listening since the beginning of this podcast, you know that she's going to reappear in <laughs> Scream 6, so she lives. Yeah. But we don't but we know don't that. Know that. We, this movie ends with us assuming, at least I assume that she was dead. Yep. Charlie's ghost face. Yep. And he's got them. He goes in, and he starts uh, talking he's, to Sydney or whatever. Yeah, grabs Sydney. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Sydney calls Dewey. She tries to find Jill. She gets confronted by Charlie, and then there's a second ghost face also that comes out. Uh-oh. Who could it be? This ghost face looks a little shorter. <laughs> this ghost face takes off their mask, and it's Jill. Oh. And Jill has been planning the whole thing because she's jealous. Her motive is that she's jealous of Sydney because Sydney, Sydney got all, all the anybody ever talks about. Yep. yep. The whole family, everything is about Sydney. She wants to be internet famous. She wants to be... <laughs> An influencer. She really does. And so she's going to say basically the same thing happened to her that happened to Sydney. She's going to be the survivor. And she's going to fucking be famous. So she's yep. going to kill Sydney. And the plan is to pin it all on her boyfriend, Trevor, who they've got tied up in the closet. Yep. So very similar uh, to part she, one again, uh, but now he's yep. kind of in the father uh, role. And she kills, she kills Trevor. She shoots him. She shoots him in the dick. She's like, I'm not the kind of girl you cheat on, motherfucker, or something like that. Then shoots him in the dick, and he's like, oh, my balls, I need those. Ah!" And then she shoots him in the head. Pretty fucked up. Yeah. Uh, She ends up killing Charlie. Yeah, uh, because he's like, only in this version, the guy gets the girl. And she's like, well. Jill says something. um, Oh, no, Charlie says something about it being like Billy and Stu. And then and then uh, Sydney goes, oh well, Charlie, you're Stu, and Stu doesn't live, <laughs> and uh, so Jill kills him, and she's like, she's right. Yeah, she's I like, you know, what people really like as a soul survivor. Yep. So she kills Charlie, <laughs> and then she uh, stabs Sydney, yeah, seemingly uh, killing in the her. belly, and she's like bleeding pretty profusely. 
Yep. And then she proceeds to have this really cool scene where she goes batshit crazy and she stabs herself. She kicks her, own, her ass, own hair out. Scratches, scratches her face her with another with the dead guy's hand. Yep. Wipes and the gun clean. Throws herself through a table. Yeah. <laughs> smashes her head. Get all into fucked a up. Picture. And then she lays down and passes out right next to Sydney, kind of the same pose. And kind of holding her hand. The police arrive. And the next thing you know, Jill wakes up in the hospital to do. Well, and they're wheeling her as they're like wheeling her like um, into the ambulance. There's reporters and all these people around. They're like, "Oh, Jill, Jill, Jill!" And she's kind of almost got like a half smile, like she's really, really enjoying the attention. She wakes up in the hospital, and Dewey's like, "Jill, everything's going to be okay. You did great. You're going to survive." Blah 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 blah. And Jill's like, "Oh." She got stabbed in the shoulder and she's like, how's your wife doing? And he's like, she's going to survive too. And he goes, she goes, good, because I'm hoping she'll help me write my book. Yeah, we got a lot uh, in common. We, be, we have matching stab wounds. And he's like, huh, that's funny. Well, get some rest. And oh, just so you know, Sydney looks like she's going to make it too. She's in ICU. Yeah, and she's like, what? But she's dead. I saw her die. He's like, nope, Sydney's tough. Yep. So Dewey leaves and he goes to Gail's room. And then Jill's like, what the fuck? And she rips out all of her shit. Yeah, I got to finish this shit. And goes hobbling down to Sydney's room. Well, meanwhile, Dewey's talking to Gail, and he tells her the story that Jill said, like, oh, you got matching stab wounds. And Gail goes, how did she know I got stabbed in the shoulder? And he goes, what? (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So Sydney gets woken up by Jill. Yeah, and she's like, why won't you just fucking die? Uh, Yep. And so... They have a moment. They have and a fight. And I was thinking about Sydney. Like, this fight had to hurt. Oh, like, God. She, she punches her, like, in and the stitches. And she's, like, digging her knee, like, into her stab wound. Yeah. Like, oh. She even says, like, how's those stitches? And yeah. she's, like, just oh. going fucking batshit crazy on her. Dewey comes in. Uh, I think Marley Shelton. Oh, does Marley Do, Shelton uh, come Dewey in comes yet? in first. And then. Oh, Dewey uh, comes in first. <laughs> she fucking beats the shit out of him with a bedpan. <laughs> Metal bedpan. It would have been good if there was a turd in it. <laughs> Sydney's all. Hmm, <laughs> Sorry, I had to go. <laughs> when you gotta go, you gotta go. A big ass log. <laughs> it's like it's a big turd. It's like, well, yeah. I had a big lunch. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hanging out the bowl. <laughs> you beached it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she knocks. Uh, Dewey's knocked out. Dewey. And then this is where yeah. Marley Shelton Gale comes. Uh, Hicks. Well, well, well Gail Gale comes, comes in first. first. That's right. Yep. And uh, Jill is going to say something and she's going to shoot Gail. But uh, this is where Deputy Hicks comes in and she like dives through the door and and saves Gail. So they kind of reconcile their relationship then. Right. Like they don't hate each other. So she saves Gail. But Jill's got Dewey now and she still has the gun. And she's like, hey, cop, throw your gun out here. I'm going to fucking kill Dewey. And Gail's like, do it. So Deputy Hicks stands up and Jill shoots her. Yep. She falls right down. in the chest. And then she's like, come out here, Gail. And so Gail stands up and she's like, wait, 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 wait. And they talk or whatever. <laughs> she goes, get your skinny ass out here. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was really weird because it's like, <laughs> uh, you know, Emma she's uh, Roberts too. is like about this big yeah, around, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> she's smaller than uh, Courtney Cox. But uh, Sydney is behind Jill. And she sees the fucking defibrillators. Yeah, and she grabs that and shit. And she's, she's like, she starts it up. Pew! It's <laughs> that like high squeaking sound. And uh, she grabs them and she's waiting for it to like get to the charge. To charge, up. right. And Gail goes, hey, um, 
Jill, before you do this, I, can I just say one more thing? And she goes, oh, are you going to plead for your life? And she goes, no, I just have one thing to say. Clear. And then she's like, huh? huh? Clear? <laughs> yeah, then Jill, the, or uh, Sydney pops up, yeah, clear, bitch, <laughs> or something like she that. She puts the paddles on her head and <laughs> fries her. Yeah, that can't feel good. Dewey wakes up. Deputy Hicks wakes up. Deputy Hicks was wearing a bulletproof vest. Good for so her. she's okay. And then... Uh, Somebody says something like, oh, they always come from behind. They're always behind you. And uh, Sydney goes, yeah, they are. And she turns around just in time to catch Jill and shoots Yeah, because she's got a shard of glass that she's going to stab her with. And yeah, she shoots her. Outside of the hospital, unbeknownst to all the reporters out there, they're calling Jill a hero. Yeah. And that she's the, you know, like a soul survivor or whatever. Yeah, I think they say but, like an American hero right out of the movies. Yep. And then cut to the black. The end. All right, so um, I like this movie. I really do like this movie a lot, actually. It's a lot of fun. It's uh, one of my favorite Scream movies. Right. I, I already said like two and three kind of don't even really pay attention to, although two is not that bad. If one is the best, I think five is number two. Mm. And then four is number three for me so far. I'm probably, yeah, four and five are pretty close for me, but I'm probably a five over four as well. Yeah, I think... Um, the, it, it's just a lot of fun. I think this movie is more, dare I say, believable. Yeah. Than, the motive, like it's fucked the, up, but like, is it like, I mean, there's people, I mean, the whole internet famous thing. I mean, that's a thing. Yeah. yeah I, even more so now. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think, I think it was really well acted. I thought all the, all the kids did a good part. I thought there were some characters that weren't totally fleshed out like the trevor character was kind of meh yeah like he, he just was kind of boring and, and just weird and very yeah. unemotional uh i thought it was well written uh it wasn't too cheesy but why is it david that all these scream fucking movies gotta do the two killer thing about they're all about the movies within the movies yeah they're all about somebody being so obsessed with the stab movies. Like, I understand that wasn't Jill's motive, but it was charlie's and then they got robbie and, and then that's gonna come in back the, in part five in part five, it's like they're both just obsessed with mm-hmm. the movies because they're like, they're not treating the, the movie series right, so I'm going to start it all over again um, with a requel. Uh, this one was about sequel or about uh, remakes or whatever. And then uh, the part three was them actually making the fucking movie. <laughs> and in part two, it was about sequels. It's all about movies, 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 movies. I get it. I get that's what the original one was about kind of to a certain extent yeah. but not really like they think they've taken it almost too far right the, with the, like the, the self-referential that, stuff yeah the yeah. other thing that i hate about scream okay about ghostface in particular and i like the scream movies don't don't get me wrong they're they're a lot of fun but at least with like michael myers it's always michael myers under the mask it's, it's like it's, michael a, myers. it's a person like and it's the same it's, person yeah it's the same person uh freddie is always freddie Jason, with the exception of part five, is always Jason. And that's not believable by any stretch of the imagination. They're all supernatural. Yeah, but it creates continuity. Yeah. This one, it's always new killers just donning the same old mask. And they're always surrounding Sydney and they're always attacking her and her friends. At what point does the fucking FBI get involved and go, hey, wherever this bitch goes. (laughs) Yeah, you're the Grim Reaper. Somebody dresses up in a ghost face mask and kills her. Kirby was right. And how... 
And how fucked up is it that after 15 years and now four separate instances where multiple people have died, they're still selling the fucking ghost face costume for people to purchase. Like, like, yeah, it's uh, kind can of I go down to the store and buy a Jeffrey Dahmer costume? <laughs> right. That'd be pretty, in pretty bad taste. Yeah, it's fucked up. Exploitation. That said, exploitation, David. Uh, that being said, I'm going to give this movie three Pamela Voorhees okay. hits. Yeah, um, I, I agree with pretty much everything you said. Uh, this is probably my third favorite movie of the franchise, right up there with part five, which we haven't done yet. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not nearly as good as the first one, but I, I think it is better than two and three. And I think I give... I give the first one like a four and a half or something. I, I love the first one. And that one is, yeah. in my opinion, way above all of them. Um, but yeah. I really like this one. I, uh, to your point, I think it's well acted. Uh, there's some good gore, some good kills. It's not scary, but none yeah. of the Scream movies really are anyway. Well, part five, I think, got me a couple times. I yeah. think part five was pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest gripe is like the, the whole two killer thing. You know, part three, they, they got away from it. I wish that this series was a little bit more random with that stuff. Yeah. It's like, now it's a, a twist that you come to expect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I remember the first time I saw this movie, when I saw Charlie, I think it's Charlie, uh, when he was tied up outside, mm-hmm. I was like, he's one of them. Because uh, <laughs> I, I, I knew it was like, there's got there's going to be two, and this is a yeah. trick. And when they go, mm-hmm. whoever, go out, whoever goes out there to get him is going to die. And that's yeah. you know kind of what happened. So I thought it was a little bit predictable, and I think it's kind of become a cliche. When you first saw it, did you realize that Jill was the other killer? No, and w- which leads me to one of the things I really like about this movie is I think that twist is really cool because this is also the first time that uh, Ghostface was a woman, and I like no, oh no no no, no, no. no. Ghost, part two part Ghostface two and part two. Right, sorry sorry, uh, but <laughs> it's the first time it was a young woman. A young well. Uh, <laughs> One of my gripes, I think, when we talked about part two was, and it's funny that I forgot they shoehorned. that yep. she was the killer because she's barely even in the fucking movie. And that bothered the shit out of me. Like, they shoehorn her character yes, in there. Yes, and she's such a and minor you, character and an afterthought. To make her like but, one of the killers, I thought was super lame. Not to spend too much time on part two, but I was just watching it the other day. Yeah. It was on TV. And Lori Metcalf plays uh, Billy's mom. Yeah. And... She is a pretty well-known actress. And when she comes out in that role, I remember seeing that movie going, why the fuck is she in this this as this little role? Something's not right here. And then, of course, it comes out at the end. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. She's only in like two scenes before the final scene. Right. Yeah. So I thought it worked a lot better in this one. Um, So I'm going to go I'm between a three and a three and a half on this one. But after watching it again yesterday... Uh, some of the flaws stuck out a little bit more, so I'm going to go three as well. Well, that puts us at an overall rating of a three. It's a lot easier than saying there three and a makes quarter. Makes the math easier. <laughs> but I mean, how long can we go? I mean, I'm happy they're making Scream Six. Don't get me wrong; I, they can keep going for forever. But how long can we go with just copycat killer, copycat killer, copycat killer? Yeah, that's one thing I'm excited about. Six, at least we're getting a change of scenery. Like, yeah, it's mm. been done before, like the whole New York thing, but I don't know. Maybe it's injecting something Wouldn't it be interesting? New. Here's a way to go. I mean, I don't know how they could do it. I'd have to really think about this, and I, this is the first time I'm saying this out loud, so forgive me if it sounds really stupid, but wouldn't it be cool to just take it to a different setting, maybe even a different country, without the the original characters and have it be a new set? Like a whole of different like, thing? Yeah. 
and maybe not ghost face, but still scream, right? Maybe it's a different mask that they wear. I know that would upset a lot of people because Ghostface is my favorite killer. Ghostface isn't a person. Ghostface is a <laughs> He's costume. He's a fictional character. All right? Like, well, well, yeah, it's like saying, like, oh, you can say Jason. Okay, he's my favorite, you know, yeah, slasher Ghostface isn't a, villain. Uh, Ghostface isn't even a person. He's Billy Loomis. He's all these yeah, other people. He's multiple people. <laughs> he's a person in he's a costume. Multi- yeah. Yeah. So which one? Which which Ghostface is your favorite? Oh, well, just the character Ghostface. No, you like the idea of the, the costume. Right. So that would piss off a lot of people, but if you changed it. But I don't know. Maybe take it to a different setting with all new different people, all new different kids, all new different country. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's go to give Canada. Them all, yeah, let's or give them all Cockney France. accents. Yeah. Hello, hello. <laughs> oh, I'm Ghostface, so I am. Oh, I'm stabbed, like, innit? Uh, oh. <laughs> you like scary movies, don't you? Uh, I'll right stab you. <laughs> I'll stab you right in the wee willy winky, I was. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's it. That's it for today, David. It's I'm, all, I'm all spent. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. But I think this was very good for me to do this today because I got all my... Is it cathartic? I'm not angry anymore. Yeah. I good. talked to my really good friend. I talked about a pretty good movie. I got all the hate off of my chest. Out. And now, now I have nothing but love your heart, to give for the rest of the Your Grinchy heart just grew three, three sizes today. Well, let's not go that far, David. <laughs> if you have anything that you hate and you really want to tell me, I mean, unless it's me. And, and if, you do want, if you do hate me, by all means, send me a message. I'll gladly read it on air. But <laughs> if you have anything you want to say, you can contact us. How can they contact us, David? Yeah, on Twitter, Facebook, the Slasher app, TikTok, YouTube, Hive. Uh, just search the Swearwolves on all those platforms. On Instagram, search the Swearwolves podcast. You can go to our website, theswearwolves.com. You can email us at contact at theswearwolves.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 623-282-1851. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I may hate a lot of things, but I love you. All right back at you, buddy. Zen. I gotta I got some bitching to do. Ooh, spitting fire. I like it. Come out swinging. I'm gonna come out swinging. Mm. Bells will be ringing. Bells will be ringing. <laughs> I started singing that That'll this morning, in. and Christina goes, "Is it Christmas again already?" Like, well. Oh, what a Christmas to have the blues. I was actually just thinking about that song the other day uh, because I um, I had my phone on shuffle. And Oh Darling by the Beatles came on. And I was like, holy mm-hmm. shit, this song sounds a lot like the Please Come Home for Christmas song. Oh, does. darling. Oh, darling is better. Please hey, um, yeah, you yeah, know that totally. Gloria Estefan song? Uh, 
Bad, 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 bad boys. boys. You make me feel so make good. Me feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the other day, uh, I started singing that song, and uh, I go, I said to Christina, I go, wasn't there something fucked up about that video? And she's like, Yeah, it was like cats. Oh, I'm like, shit. oh, like uh, animated cats? She goes, no, like the musical cats. They were like running around, like licking their paws and going after Gloria Stefan. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. The, that video is fucked up. That is super right. fucked up. Flash forward, <laughs> we took the kids out to Perkins uh, to eat. And pie. what song is playing, what song is playing on the fucking radio <laughs> at Perkins? Bad, Bad Boys by Gloria oh, Stefan. I'm like, oh, my God. That's fucking weird. Your brain explode? Yeah. That's was like fucking wild. Matrix. Come on, shake your body, baby, do the conga. Oh, we just got to do a Gloria Stefan in the Miami Sound Machine episode. There's mm-hmm. your theme. Yep. 